that coin? I don't know, man. What are you doing? I don't know, man. It's like, uh, what was that fucking game? Uh, Crossfire! That was a board game. Yeah, it was. We don't talk about board games. No, we do not. We talk about video games. We Ideally. Sometimes do. Sometimes. Don't I'm do gonna that. I'm going to stop doing don't that do. now. <laughs> stop doing that. It's been a minute. I don't know how to, I don't know how, I don't know how things work anymore, Well, it Dom. starts by me saying, hello, everyone. Thank you for downloading Blanket Fort Radio. Really almost forgot the name of the show. God damn it, dude. Uh, and my name is, <laughs> my, my name is Randy. No. My Randy, name is. Randy. Chester. Nope. My name uh-uh. is uh, Sebastian no. Manthelthorpe no. the fifth. W- fucking what? I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> fucking what? It's Dominic. I'm pretty sure it's Dominic. It's Dominic. Uh, and yours is what? Mine's Zach. Uh, I'm okay. Zach. Okay. I'm Zach. J- Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you very what, much for coming what? today. Thank you all. Uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading. Now you're just confusing everyone. Um, That's Dominic. Wait. Across from Dominic is me, Zach. I was, I was going to look behind me <laughs> because you said across from me, you said across from Dominic. And then I was like, wait, what? Happened? That wouldn't be behind you, dude. So, so, so it's been a minute. It's and, been a while. Um, and you don't fucking need to know why. Uh, so I don't know. I let, thought maybe we could explain it. I mean, it was, I don't know. What was it? It was, we were February. It was, it was February, late think, February last time we did one of these. Somebody got sick, maybe. I think and it was. A, it was. We a com- decided that we wanted to change something. It was a combination of. It was a combination of life things, and we were talking about making some changes, moving in some new directions, and surge making some improvements. You're still drinking surge. Things haven't changed much, I suppose. So improvements is not what's been done. Um, so, at least inside of my body. So so we've got so we've got some things to talk about as we always do for video games. It's going to be yeah. in, a, in a little bit of a different format than we used to do. Um, do you want to just go through it? Do you want to talk about what we're going to do? Uh, so basically we're uh, so we're yes. Still, so yes, you want to talk? about Yeah, just a little. Like make make everybody aware of the things that okay we've decided on. We're 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 still going to be presenting video game stuff to you. Uh, we're still going to talk about the games we played. I wanted this this to be a, a podcast about uh, printed porn media is what I, I wanted to focus on. I tried to convince you we should do a soap podcast. That was but, shot down. Yeah. And not the television so- shows. Soap podcast. Yes. You just want to like, talk about like soap, Like dial. Like, like soap and... Yes. Do you like the grit? Do you like a grit to it? Uh, I prefer... Do you loofah? I, yes. I, okay. I, I, do, loofah? I do loofah, but I, I prefer some consistency. I don't like the foam. Is, is consistency a brand? That's enough of soap. Do no, like, do like, I don't I, think... Con- I mean, it might be. I like chaos in my soap. I don't know what... I, I, I like to not know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get lavender. I'm going to get beehive. I'm going to get whatever. Or bee wax. Maybe a you, beehive. That'd be chaos. Infuse... Infuse... Fuck <laughs> it. just like, oh, anyways, let me like, just wash infuse my arms. Oh, no. with a chaos gem. There you go. And... Oh, if only if only we were on time with that segue, it'd be perfect. Ha ha. Um, uh, no, so we decided that we're we're going to break the show down a little bit. Uh, not less, but we're, gonna, we're going to streamlining. Yeah, we're going to tie news into kind of the things we talk about at the beginning of the show. Um, we're going to have maybe a little bit less news, and we're still going to have that hot, hot topic of the week and at fact, the end of the show. In fact, it's going to be more, more of our like sort of main course. Yeah, I would yeah, say. I would, be, I would think so. Would be what we're, we're interested in doing. So, uh, with that, so you've got some games that you want to talk about. I've got only one game, and it's one of yours, so yeah, sure. let's combine that later on. So I'm going to start with just talking a little bit about some things that have been going on. Yeah. So since in February... video games, right? 
Uh, no, just in general, just with oh. me. Are we going to talk about WrestleMania? I had an egg salad sandwich yesterday, and I kind of don't really know if it was a good decision. No, it's not, that's never a good decision. No, I never had. I've never, eaten, would, one, I've never eaten one of those. I don't know why I would say that. I think I have one time, and I was just like, oh, no. Yeah, that's like, disgusting. Like, as I was eating that's it. Because, like, like, mayonnaise. Like, can we talk about mayonnaise for a second? No, let's not. Um, let's talk about video games instead and not talk about WrestleMania. No, we will not talk oh, about WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Uh, let's not talk about wrestling at all, ever, unless it's a wrestling video game. But probably we'll talk about wrestling at some point. I'm sorry. I'm so, <laughs> and that's to, that apology, that's to me. That's not to you listening. That's to me. <laughs> so stuff that's been happening in video game history uh, of the present. History. The history of the present for <laughs> um, since like February. A lot of stuff. The last couple weeks, a couple things have happened. And one of them that I found interesting was the uh, announcement of a new game on Kickstarter with a Force Awakens uh, like parody. I'm going to be real honest with you. I didn't watch that. Uh, it was basically Adrian Carmack gets out of a car uh, with a backpack uh-huh. and walks up a big grassy field. And there's a man standing in the field with his back to you. And you can see the, oh. the, the wisps of a beautiful salt and pepper mane of hair. Oh. That is only John Romero's head of hair. And uh, Adrian Carmack walks up to him. And John, Rom- John Romero turns around like Luke at the end of um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens spoilers. Whoops. Um, Shit, man. <laughs> uh, so uh, then Carmack pulls out. This is John. This is Adrian Carmack of id history uh, art direction, not John Carmack of id like the id tech engine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. right. Uh, no relation. So he pulls a laptop, or he pulls like like a keyboard out of out of a backpack and okay. is holding it out like uh, a lightsaber. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, so that was. Uh, what the fuck was that? Was game this called? the video Black Hand? Uh, it, was, um, it wasn't Black Hand, was it? I'm. Was it not? Yeah, I don't remember. It was Black, it was black something. Um, but it doesn't matter because that Kickstarter got pulled. Yeah, they, they were they were looking for like seven hundred grand, right? Which is actually kind of less than some of the other big like. Yeah. You know this developer? They're going that, to be making the game a spiritual successor to the game that you knew them for, and they pulled it. I see board games on there quite a bit. They want about that much. That's that's well. See, that makes more sense. I well, mm, mm, a lot of production costs there. But yeah, um, right. so the interesting thing there is in in a couple like maybe I want to say like um two it was to like th- four days. Well, two to three months before this, okay. Uh, a bunch of news was hit, like a bunch of some some waves would be being being made in the Doom uh the Doom custom map community because word got out that John Romero himself had designed a new level in Doom. And he had not done that. Did, did he use Snap Map? No, no, he did not. Cat. Um, he he made. And when I say Doom, I don't mean fucking Doom Four or whatever. I mean like he made a new level in old ass Doom, oh, like oh. Doom ass Doom. And uh, oh yeah, so he made a, and they he continued to make like a couple more. And there was a lot of this sort of like. Is there still like a large community for people making Doom? Stuff? Doom, absolutely. I mean, Fucking like, weird. I mean, like, absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, in, in like, uh, active, uh, as active as any other, you know, like, people are still sure. running vanilla WoW servers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like well, that. And that not was anymore. A, but, well, that's yeah, another thing. But I I don't really know or care enough about that to speak on it. Right. So, so it turns out that, you know, this isn't official, but, you know, that was sort of more than likely a, a kind of viral marketing to get the John Romero name and the admiration 
train That's a rolling. Real weird way to go about that. Well, it, it's it's interesting. I think part of it was because of the style of game that they were making. They're making the same kind of corridor shooter, like you know, a, a lot of yeah, like the arena shooter. Uh, skillful movement was right. a term that he said several times into a camera in the video, um, in the pitch video. So, uh, I think part of that was a a kind of a advertisement, a sort of like viral marketing mm-hmm. to like get people's enthusiasm for that, you know, up. And then, you know, when he goes to, and then also like a little bit of like proof, like, look what I can still do. I'm not yep. just like making yep. mobile games or whatever the fuck I wound up doing after right. the Dicotonic catastrophe, um, which is a great name for a book. And uh, so, yeah, then they pulled the, they pulled the game off Kickstarter because they, they wanted to make a demo. Right. There but let's 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 revisit the Kickstarter before we get to the the point of them pulling it off. So they wanted 700k for the Kickstarter. Right. Which for for an arena shooter, a, you know, a, a Doom-esque mm-hmm. style shooter, was... Quake-esque if you will, that that doesn't seem like a whole lot of money. Uh especially with the way it sounds like video games cost now. Right. Which on the onset of that led me to believe, well, they're probably getting money elsewhere anyway. See, it's that's definitely the rumor. Yeah. Um, so. But I think there's there's definitely a, a feeling from some people saying, oh, they probably immediately were contacted by some by some fun like some people that wanted to fund the project, and then so they're like, well, let's pull it down for a minute, and that's like, possible. We'll negotiate some of this, and then we'll work. On, I mean. Again, all this stuff is conjecture. Sure, but. sure, and and a lot of it is, yeah. Like, um, I would I would venture to guess that, you know, he's probably not super hurting for money, so was, he was probably able to crank some of that in maybe. himself. I mean, I don't but, know what Doom residuals look like. It was called Black yeah, Room, by the way. Black Room. Black that's room. right. That's right. Um, so the other thing was it was 2018. Was yeah. the release date for that? Yeah, um, to give which, themselves some time. Yeah, I mean we're halfway which, through 2016 already, so sure, it's sure, a year and a half. So I suppose it's not necessarily that that much time. But the other thing too that had me a bit worried was you know the way some of the other Kickstarters have gone for video games. Oh, you mean like my number nine, <laughs> which supposedly comes out in June now? But. Uh, <laughs> What was that? What was the delay? The the most recent I delay? Don't fucking no! I forget. I feel I like we've been talking about Mighty Number no. Nine delays for Since longer. Since we started doing podcasts, podcasts. in general, yes. so like yes. three years. Yes. Yeah. Around there. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, 2018, which I'm gonna be real kind here, and say late 2019 is yeah. probably when that game yeah. would have come out. Maybe 2020. So you're looking at a game that would have been coming out. Three generations of graphics cards later on PC, you're looking at a game that would have been coming out at maybe the introduction of a new console cycle. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, that's not, that's not obviously, there. there's no speculation yeah. there yeah. at all, but I, I'm just saying in theory. Um, so it just seemed super bizarre to me in general, like the whole idea. Um. It also seems super bizarre to me that there are other games that are doing like the free to play model, like Quake. Uh, what is it? Quake Arena, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's doing like this free to play model type deal, and those are real good games already. Mm. 
I, I almost wonder if they would just really go old school and do the kind of episode release that they used to do for the Dooms and Wolfensteins, where yeah. it was like, like episode, like the first episode was free, and then the other four you had to pay for. Right. So you would like just wet the appetite. So it'd be right. kind of interesting if they put out a little kind of early chunk of it like that for free, just On to a like three and a half inch floppy drive. Yeah, right. That'd be kind of cool. I would, I would, I would do that. I hate you so much. I would do that. You have zero. Nobody has any way of playing anything. It off can't of a cost three and a half that much. Drive. It really can't cost that much to build a Windows 95 machine, right? Right? Probably not, but why? So so, so I can I can play that hot doom. But no, I think I think the uh the more likely scenario out of all of it is probably going back to someone somewhere was like, "Hey, we can probably make a lot of money from that game and we should probably give them some money." Yeah. Probably. So. We'll see. We will see perhaps in 2018, maybe in 2019. I do think that I do think it's odd to see Kickstarters get taken down like that, though. Yeah, that that's the one of the weirder. It's I guess it, it's it's more weird because there's a lot of games that I've seen on Kickstarter that don't have demos. So I don't right. know why they're so insistent on or having at least a the demo. demo. Doesn't come until way later. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't I don't understand. Like, part of me thinks that part of me thinks that that whole uh, the doom like making a new doom map was kind of like that stunt was was about proving that you know hey i'm john romero i can still design a level like in this yeah. style and you know maybe that was him proving it to himself maybe it was him proving it to everybody else maybe it was a combination of the two i don't know right but i i, I don't necessarily think that a, a demo is 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 necessary and now now it's just weird see now the story on this thing becomes weird it, it becomes yeah. you know i i suppose a lot of kickstarter stories are weird and yeah it but all of them are weird in that way of Oh, it's delayed. Oh, it's delayed. Why is it delayed? Where's the money going? And this one's delayed yep. for at least a unique reason. So maybe, maybe, but maybe. I, I sincerely doubt they'll be able to get what head of steam they had going into this thing. Cause they had like a hundred grand, like when it shut down, like it was like, they yeah. had like a hundred grand in like four days. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if they're going to build that back up. So we will see. I know that that was another thing that I just kind of looked at and shrugged like, yeah. That's I, Doom and Doom and Id. That stuff is more important to me. That's like yeah. one of the reasons why I'm, I'm, I pulled it. But yeah, so it's so sure. th- so that is that. And then the other thing. I mean, we could talk yeah, about what else you got. Well, I what, mean, what what other what other uh, hot takes you got? Dom? We, could, we could talk about we could. Ta- I mean, we could talk about Neo, but I don't know what else there is to say about Neo. It's I I think that that's been beat to death. Yeah, we'll at we'll this point. we'll see we'll see that in June. Um, what we won't be seeing in June, I can tell you is the NX in any form at the Electronic uh, Entertainment Expo. I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you say about that? Uh, I was pretty sure that they were going to have. Okay. I think that was one of my predictions for, oh, for the year? 2016 was yeah. we would see Nintendo at E3 in an actual press conference. Right. right. So Where the lights dimmed. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep going. Yes. So <laughs> uh, longtime listeners will hate him for that. As, as I do. Uh, so they're doing an E3 press conference. Uh-huh. And they are not bringing the NX. Right. They're not bringing... Well, okay, I shouldn't say this because... I didn't think they were doing a press conference. The language... I thought they were only going to have Zelda on the... Playable. Yes. The language that was used was the only, uh, the only playable game they'll be bringing... Right. ...is the new Legend of Zelda game. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean... 
that they won't be announcing new games. Right, exactly. But they are only going to have one playable game. Which is super weird to me because don't they have a Paper Mario game coming for the Wii U this year? Maybe. It's hard. Oh, they do. You're right, they do. Yeah, they I do. thought they did. I don't know what that's called, but you're right, they do. So, um, it, like, I find it super weird that the only thing that they're going to have playable at E3, which, okay, E3 isn't the thing that it used to be. Like, you're basically bringing yeah. this thing to show consumers now. You're not bringing things to show press. It's it's not like, necessarily E3. It's, like, it's the idea of the video games industry coming together right. in a roughly like like approximately the same location right that's still a big thing right but some companies have just you know you could argue that some companies like ea have outgrown the need to be a part of this ensemble right. thing much like e3 like much like video games in general grew out of ces and it's like we're too big for you right. now it's like well and you could look at it from the angle of oh video games are so big they can't be contained in one little thing so now they yeah. need so like i don't know whatever but one way or another like i i think it's super bizarre that they do have games coming out. They have the wording is the only playable game, which means that weird ass Metroid game isn't going to be there yeah, for for 3ds. It's like been, it's been shown. They're already. not going to have any playable 3ds demos. Right. Like question mark. They're not going to have like and and that's that's what I'm saying is like the the wording of that is so vague that it's just like oh well is that the only Wii U game that you're going to have playable there is that the, is that the only console game that you're going to have playable I'm, there is that the only game that you're going to have playable they're going to do not console games they're going to do what tabletop they're going to bring back Hanafuda i mean from is uh oh yeah well yeah that's right they're doing the times two um so so i mean when when i look at it i mean i i'm i'm seeing there's you know they're saying the only playable game is zelda I don't necessarily right. think that they've left themselves a lot of wiggle room there. So I really think that that's, that's it. They're going to focus on that. The weird thing is that it's going to be a cross-platform. So right. it, with the combination of saying we're not going to be talking about NX, we're going to be talking about Zelda, which is going to be They didn't a, say they weren't going to be talking about NX, did they? Yeah, they did. They okay. said there'll be no NX. Like, I thought they, they said, said that it wasn't going to be there. They said they will. it will not be there. And they like, well, when they say it's not going to be there, like to me, I, I like the way that I read that is like, they're not going to be talking about it, but they said it's, I, I believe the specific That's, language was, sense. it will not be there in any way, shape or form. Okay. That's like that, literally that sense. is literally how they said it. And because they're trying to be very clear, like it's not going to be there. Yeah. Um, so the new Zelda game, which is cross platform, you could argue is, is a way, shape or form, but they are, are also saying, Oh, well, we've been de- developing both versions in tandem. So I, I'm sorry. No one could hear my eyes roll I, I and, and like scrape against the back of my skull. I don't. I don't know what to say about it at this point. I'm like, if you need more time to make your Zelda game better, do that. It's an important series. It's, yeah, it's sure. more. It's more important not to burn people. I don't think anybody was burned on Skyward Sword, other than me and a couple other people. Charlie, but like, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I I didn't like that game at all. I think there are a lot of the, there are a lot of people who echo that sentiment. Yeah. Like, but I, I still think there's a ton of people that are just sort of. They like bright, colorful fantasy, and that works for them, and it'll I, work. You, you and I were talking about this, uh, you know, when when it happened, right? And uh, I had made the comment that I think the bigger atrocity, and, and atrocity is a huge, fucking terrible a, word, a little hyperbolic to use in involving anything in video games that isn't E three from like four years ago, or you know, the Microsoft press conference mm-hmm. for the Xbox One. But uh, the the bigger thing here is. They were so adamant 
that Zelda was coming out in 2016 for the Wii U, oh, and yeah. now it's 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the third delay for Zelda, I think. I believe so. Yeah. So, which it's understandable. I get it. You want you. You don't want people to buy that game before the new platform's out so people have a reason to buy the new platform. I, I totally understand that. But there are a lot... Like, that that number of people feeling burnt by the Wii U just keeps growing and growing and growing mm-hmm. and growing. Because all, all, all you're hearing now is people, like, just mad that I just bought yep. a Wii U. Like, what are you going to do for me? Like, right. so they've got a full year of lineup. Like, so now now the NX, you know, being pushed into 20... Or 20... Yeah, 2017... Um, so they've got, you know, the rest of 2016. I don't know what they're doing. Um, they've got Pokemon Sun and Moon, which I was hoping to hear something about at E3. Yeah, but those are handhelds. Um, like... But, I mean, like, something out of Nintendo. Yeah. Like, like what's yeah, yeah, what's yeah. their 2016 look like? Um, yeah. So I'm not going to see that at E3. Uh, I don't know what other Wii U games. Are. Like, hopefully they'll at least, like, that's, that's the wiggle room that I'm hoping they've left for themselves is that the only playable game that they will be showing is Legend of Zelda, yeah. the new one. And they'll be making some announcements, yep. so at least there'll be that. I don't know, so that it's a bummer. Like that, it's a that that is a bummer. But again, the doom and gloom people for Nintendo, yeah, right? Is it is fascinating how people f- seem so convinced at every announcement. But like this, this, every announcement, this company has been around and has weathered as many storms right. as you could imagine. A company could weather, like in the video games industry, they're f- like. I think there are... Things might change. There are a lot of interesting things about the NX. One, like... One is, what is it? Well, yes. <laughs> fi- primarily. Like, I, I'm saying just surrounding this bit of news. Like, the release the release window and everything like that. Like, it's coming out in March? Yes. Um, Fuck, I forgot to mention which, that. Yeah. They have never released a major console... Right. ...outside of November. Right. Like for the most, I think like GBA maybe was one of them that came out in a non-November. I want to say there were only like two or three consoles ever that haven't been released since August or from August to November. And like, cause I went through that list the one day when, you know, you, you were like questioning my, my logic on that. And I was like, well, no, that, that seems real weird. Like I want to say maybe it was, and I, I'm not looking at this list. So I want to say maybe it was the Jaguar was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I believe the Dreamcast might have been one of them. Dreamcast was no. Dreamcast was well. I mean, here it was nine 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 nine. Okay, 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 okay. So it was September. Okay, so then that that wasn't like, but like the consoles that had weren't like major players, right? Like the ones that hadn't come out during the holiday season. I mean, sure, but you could also say there's plenty of consoles that came out within that period, like the Saturn, that weren't. Yeah, sure. That weren't right, players. right, right, right. Well, no, wait, well, no, the Saturn came out in the summer, so that does fit. Okay, so that was one that, of the other one of ones. Them. Yeah. Okay, here. Yeah. Here it came out in the summer. Yeah. So it's just like there, there's little choices like that. Like, I would have thought that you would be trying to do everything you can to compete against VR. Like I, I don't for, know at through this, the holiday like, at this point though VR is kind of just not really like I I, yeah. I never anticipated VR taking off I anticipated VR like this was the year where it established itself nope. and it's not going away nope. it's just not going to like rocket to the top of the charts it's like it's 20, tech demos I mean well that that's but that's the thing is this this is the year where it started mm-hmm. and it's like so when you look at the graph it's okay we're on the bottom. Right. And it's going to keep going up. Yeah. But it's it's not going to be like 
a blip and that's gone. It's going to be that's where the graph starts. It's just kind of flatlined since, like, honestly, like yeah. since the release of the Vive and the and I don't want to talk about fucking right. VR, but since the release of the the Vive and mm-hmm. the Oculus, like it, all discussion of VR has just went away. And and that's like, because one, nobody has them. Right. So the things like eValkyrie that you know would be more of a mass market thing right. that would be fun. You don't have people to play against. Right. And two, what games have people made for them that aren't right. you know, like weird simulators and like right. stand here and hit a fucking golf ball or like what right. are these like tech demos? Like make stuff that makes sense for VR. But that's a different thing. Um, the March date I thought for getting back to Nintendo, I thought that March date, that's a date a lot of times it's the end of fiscal year. And a lot of times companies will use that as a placeholder. For they're very adamant that that is it, that it is kind of like anything you read though. Yeah, says March. Yeah, and like, that was that was my next. That was gonna be my next thing sorry. was, I don't. But like, and that was the the day the announcement was made. Right. And so I thought, okay, well maybe that just means that, like, that was a placeholder and they're gonna push it, like, because it's a weird placeholder. It is. Um, because that would mean like, so that's so yeah, it, it would mean like to me. I, I think it's honestly even more likely based on that logic yeah. that it would have ended up coming out in November-ish right. of 2017, which would have been almost 2018. Yes. And I think that would have ended up being too late. So if they're not ready for this, if they're not ready this fall, you know, they'll be ready next spring. Like, okay, whatever. Right. March, it's just a weird thing. It just feels it, weird. It really is. Like, it, it and that that's all it is. Like, the whole thing, the whole announcement and everything just kind of felt weird. Like, yeah. it was like, hey, so everybody knows about this, so we may as well say something right. about it. And and that's where it it just kind of died off. It, it like, could be because, you know, it's coming out of uh, uh, Kimishima instead of Iwata now, you know? Yeah. Like, the company doesn't feel the same. Right. We, like, we've had a direct without Iwata. And I think and that, that, that needs to be what people are thinking about here, is it's not the same company. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... In some ways, it is. It's just like the, the figurehead is yeah. is different, and I mean Reggie will still be there yeah, to do his Reggie sure. shit and fucking whatever. Bill, what is his name from Treehouse? But um, so that's Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I've got a game. We'll talk about that game. But first, you're going to talk about your games. I'm going to talk about Overwatch. So because uh, I've got into beta for Overwatch a couple of times after my months of complaining that I wasn't getting into the betas of Overwatch. Yeah, it's cool. I like TF2 as well. Anyways, Dark Souls Three is a game. I fucking hate you so uh, much. So, Overwatch is real good. Like, and it's, yes, it is, like, the game modes and everything are TF2. Um, I I don't think there's a capture of the flag mode, though. Hmm. So, there's not, like, a two-fort. I um, was at a bar the yesterday, uh-huh. and there was a TV on, and the TV had an advertisement for the Overwatch beta. Uh-huh. And just, like, a normal, like, yeah. sports time. Here's yeah. a commercial in between sport, sports passes. Yeah. I thought that was weird that it's because it's that big it's on like network tv like sign up for this beta. blizzard is probably going to try to make that thing esports because it it fits right up the esports butthole i i so, i think it, it it probably will but at the same time companies that have really tried to push the esports issue on purpose i mean here's a storm seems to be doing well um but I, I mean like dota does well but valve never said this is esports it was always here's our game well, and that's that, I, and okay it, it, i guess the esports culture grows around it naturally i don't i don't think that blizzard is dumb enough especially blizzard to come out and be yeah. like this is esports i think they're going to come out and be like hey we're we're the guys who made hearthstone yeah we're the guys who's who made you know fucking heroes of the storm and oh i don't know this little game called starcraft yeah so um 
it 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 is one hundred and ten percent set up for so for for like the esports mm-hmm. model. But so basically, you've got your four classes. You've got your attackers, your defenders, your tanks, and your support, which are your medics and such, um, like you would in TF2. But the with with the catch to TF2 being like you have these set characters with different weapons that you can equip on them, you just have the set characters where there's no different weapons to equip on them. Hmm. So each class has like four, or each class has like four different heroes that you can use. Okay, right. Um, Which is that's a very interesting take because like TF2, you know, it's just the pyro is a class, and you know right. this guy is a class, and then you like, change out his loadout, right? And it kind of like it, it's makes and it, it, it makes him slightly so. Different. So are the different characters within the classes are they vastly different? Yeah, so it's even more. So would you say that it's more customizability to a fault, or is it is that an advantage? Um. Well, TF2 there there is no custom uh, customizing at all. Like, I mean, you can pick certain guns, and you can pick certain like. I'm s- I'm of the saying character. in Overwatch, there is no customization. Well, what I'm so when you pick in so if you pick an attacker, right? And instead of pick so like instead of there being an attacker character, you have these four choices, right? So there's those four like different version like takes on that. Okay, so, so with TF2, let's 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 just talk offensively here, right? You have the soldier and you have yeah. the scout, okay. And you can swap out their weapons. Right. Which, uh, let's say you give the scout the baseball bat that allows him to triple jump. Mm-hmm. And you give the soldier the the garbage launcher. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do that in Overwatch. That's not what I'm asking. Right, what, right, right. What, what I'm, I'm asking is how, like, how... How, how do you prefer, like, the, the kind of custom... Like, how do you prefer, like, the kind of... There's less to think about. Like yeah, in Overwatch. So um, when I say customization, I know I know you can't customize the individual characters. Right. What I'm like so, but because they're different, so that's you choosing your play. I, I guess play style. So it allows you to do a different play style. So how does that? How different and like what does that add? Okay, so talking specifically about Overwatch, you have Tracer, like the girl that uh, is in the yellow jumpsuit that you see plastered all over their advertisements, yeah. right? And then you've got like Farah, who basically is the soldier from tf2 like she's got splash damage rockets mm-hmm. um she's got a jetpack, so you don't actually have to like rocket jump can you rocket jump not that i've seen hmm. weird um but i also don't necessarily care to play as Farah very much um so each character plays drastically different in that class mm-hmm. than what they would you know it each character plays. I'm trying. I'm. I'm trying yeah. to find what I actually like. You couldn't take the soldier and give him the different weapons and make him as versatile as these four characters yes, are exactly. for that kind of attack. It, class. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like the each within the parameters of the role, mm-hmm. you can do more than what you can with the TF2 characters. Okay. And, I think, and that's totally because they're different characters. They're right. like already built differently. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like with the scout, like yeah, you can attack with the scout. In TF2, but your your primary objective as scout is to annoy people and distract them. That was right? exactly the way it was worded to me. And when then I started playing with Tracer, like Tracer is totally viable as a damage dealer. Like it's just getting into the position where you can do like pew pew cleanup damage mm-hmm. as a uh, as opposed to like Farah who is just doing splash damage and rockets trying to get them to where Tracer could run in and clean up or something. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's super interesting because like 
you you know with with and and I keep making the TF2 comparison because like it it really is that type of class based you know quick round shooter, um, with with like uh like the tanks for example, mm-hmm. it, it's not like the heavy where you basically completely need a pocket medic. Like the tanks actually play in the way you would think a tank would in let's say a MOBA. Or in an MMO, like okay. they have shielding abilities. Yeah. Like, do they have anything where they could? I mean, like one of the classic things for a tank is to is to draw fire. Is there anything they can do to like assist? No, that? there's no, there's no. I haven't seen any form of aggro because it's like they're not AI, so you couldn't aggro. And it's like it, these are human characters, yeah, so you can't. I, I mean, I guess when when you see some when you see like a Reinhard running out towards you with his big ass hammer, like. I feel like that naturally is going to draw a fire. You want to deal. You yeah. Deal with you want to, you want to handle that yeah. like real quick, yeah. you know? Um, and there's, there's a layer of strategy to it that like, I've already seen people start playing with, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of TF2 has always, and will always just kind of be a clusterfuck. Yeah. Um, and I love TF2. Like I'm not, you know, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Sometimes the clusterfuck is fun though. Yeah, right. You know. Ab- absolutely. But most of these games that I've been playing with Overwatch have been 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops. Hmm. And it's great for just like, hey, first thing in the morning, I want to wake up a little bit. I'm going to go let some people shoot me in the face. Okay. Um, okay, now I'm going to... I played a game. I'm awake now. I'm angry. Now I'm going to jump in the shower. So how many how many characters have you messed around with, seriously? I played a bit of Pharah. Uh, I played a bit of McCree. Tell me what what, like classes they are. Yeah. So Farah is basically your your soldier. Okay. Um, she's she's offensive. Um, she's got like splash damage rockets and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, a jetpack. McCree has a six shooter. Um, Mm -hmm. that so like he's the cowboy dude Mm -hmm. with the belt buckle that says Bamf on it. Uh, because you know Dame Cook is still cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Fun, funny, funny guy. Dinko. The, the one cool thing that he can do is he can unload a full, um, chamber. Mm-hmm. So like, it'll and just be like pop, pop, oh, pop, okay. pop, 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 pop real quick. You know, uh, are they real high damage or cause like, what's the, eh. cause then like, cause then you're really limited. Like you can, you can drop a character and you just, you reload. Like, oh, is it a quick reload or uh, it's a relative, like all of the reloads seem relatively quick. Like, cause like the, 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 from my memory of TF2, like reloading the rocket as a soldier was like, click, reload, click, yep. reload. It right. was like that. Um, no, most of the reloads are pretty quick. Okay, it'd have to be faster um, for a six shooter. I've played a bit of Farah, who mm-hmm. I like quite a bit. Um, or I'm I'm sorry, I played a bit of Tracer, who I like quite a bit. Okay. So that's so would that be is so is, is that still an attack? It's a she. Yes. Right? Uh, so she's still like an attack. Character, yeah, class character? but but she's like, like your scout- super quick, like scouty, scouty, scouty type. Okay. Um, I have played like a, a good build? amount of good, like a no. little, nice light thief no. build. No, unfortunately. Uh, hold hold your tongue. We're getting there. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I've played a bit of Bastion, who is the robot. Um, that's he, a, that, no, that's a that's a super giant. That's a different thing. They've got a game they just announced though. So yes. you know, if we can get uh, back to that. Bastion is a robot. He turns into a turret, and he can turn into a tank. Um, that's like his ultimate and he, he'll shoot rockets out mm-hmm. of the, the tank. But, uh, those are the, like, he is a defensive character. Like 
you you set the turret down and you just mow the fuck out of people as they're running through. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the list, I I played a little bit of Widowmaker, who is the sniper. Mow, mow the fuck is not a fantastic landscaping company, but I mean, they, <laughs> they do their job. They do what they need to do. Uh, I played a little bit of Widowmaker, who is the sniper. Mm-hmm. Um, and she plays kind of just like the base sniper in TF2 mm-hmm. where the Australian guy yeah, yeah where you uh the longer you scope in the more damage you do oh okay okay um and then you've got huh. Reinhardt who apparently is the easiest tank to play he's the big motherfucker in armor with like a big like warhammer is he the eight like, uh, no, no 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 okay. I haven't played as him I haven't played as Winston at all yet um I played a little bit of Zantana She's like the Russian chick with the like chain gun laser. I'm pretty sure that's a DC character. I didn't like her very much. My favorite character in the game is Diva. Um, she they're called superstars now. Zach. She's a li- <laughs> well done. Uh, she is no a- more wrestling. What did I just say? That was on you, man. Uh, I'm talking to me. She's the little Korean girl in the mech, mm-hmm. and. One of the reasons I like her so much is the animation for her. Like, being in first person is so fucking cool because you see her holding, like, mm-hmm. the joysticks of the mech. Yeah. And, like, controlling the mech and everything. Um, so she plays a tank role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got, like, the shield. She's got, like, rocket boosters on the back of her mech where, like, you know, she can shoot up to the front lines and everything quicker. Um but she doesn't expend ammo when she fires. So you have infinite ammo with her Zero. as long as you're in the mech. It deals, it's like chip damage. It yeah. deals like one or two damage, mm. you know, based on where you're hitting the, the person at. Um, so but outside, yeah, outside of the mech, what does she do? Her alt makes her get out of the mech, like her ultimate attack. Like a zero suit. And yes, exactly. Yeah. And the mech explodes and like Titanfall. Like Titanfall, okay, yeah. And then as soon as the mech explodes, you can get another mech back. Now, if... Call, call Titan drop in. If the yeah. mech explodes, like, if somebody kills you in the mech, she'll bail, bail out of the mech. And you have to build your alt back up to get another mech. Mm. Um, she's actually a really cool character. Mm. Um, and I, I've had some of my better games using her. And then I played... Can, um, can you just bail out, like, immediately? No. Or can you start without the mech? No. No, no, no. So you 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 either lose the mech by dying or you lose the mech by using your all. Now, if you get out of it, you have I think it's like 100 health. Like I was getting like I've been too hit if I get out of the mech. Okay. So um there's also like the engineer class dude that I played where he builds the turret. Uh he's fine. He he does exactly what he's, you think. He's an NG. And then there is um the other one that I've actually liked quite a bit and I didn't think I would was can't remember her fucking name. She's a healer. She's like the angel chick. Okay. The the um but she plays she plays just like the medic would. Only her heal she has a heal beam and instead of having to change weapons out in your loadout, she also has a damage beam. So you can put like you can put like that on let's say Widowmaker who's zoomed in and Oh She's going to oh. fucking All right. pick somebody off in one shot, right? Um, I've had some real good runs with her, too. Uh, her fast travel, if you're highlighted on somebody, she'll jump straight over to them. 
So, like, you can be not, like, across the map or anything, but you can be relatively far away from somebody who desperately needs healed and get to them really fast. So, when you say fast travel, does everybody have that kind of ability? Not everyone. Because I've seen a couple people teleporting. A lot of people, a lot of the characters do have, like, even Soldier 76, who is just your standard, like, first-person shooter machine gun character, Mm -hmm. has, like, a sprint. Mm -hmm. Bastion doesn't. Um... It seems like the longer you move as Bastion, he might get a little bit quicker, like as you're moving, but he also already kind of moves quick. So I, I've never really felt like I'm falling behind people with him. So, uh, so modes, like modes, what, what are you? Uh, you've got the capture the point. Okay. Your standard, like King yeah. of the Hill style point cap. Yeah. Uh, you know, get it to a hundred percent. You've got, Do you have um, to hold it for the rest of the match. Like, or is it? It ends once you hit 100%. Okay, okay. Uh, just like TF2 would. Um, okay. You've got a payload style map, which is what we played a lot of in TF2. Where yeah. you're, oh, the, 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 the bomb. Tank, the tank thing. Yeah. Or the bomb. You're right, yeah. you're right, right. Um, there is the mode, and I can't remember what it's called, but the mode where you have to capture the one point while it's being defended and then move to the next point and capture that one as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I said, it is literally just the modes from TF2. But I haven't seen like a two four, which is capture the flag. Okay. So and then there's just obviously there's just like a deathmatch version. I no. would assume no deathmatch. No. So it's all objective based. It, there's not a deathmatch in TF two. Oh really? I thought there was. No. I thought there was just like a free for all, like just kill. I mean that's mostly two four. Okay. Which okay. Is capture the flag. Okay. But that maybe that's what I was thinking of. Okay. So no Slayer, no Slayer no. mode. No. That's cool. So, and like is there I like said, an MVM equivalent then? Or? Not, not at the moment. Okay. Like I can definitely see them doing something like that eventually. Okay. But not at the moment. So that's cool. That's great. Yeah. That 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 all sounds like I I enjoyed TF2, mm-hmm. and the thing that was um, intimidating to me about Overwatch is the community of people that play a lot of those games are very good at those games, and there's a lot more of a learning curve to you it. You can do bots. Like okay. just just yourself, like full on, okay. like my partners are bots and everything like that, and okay. they all seem to play relatively well. You can also do the like the MOBA thing where you get a team of players and play against AI, um, and you can set the difficulty level during that. So like you can play easy, you know, normal or hard. Okay. Um, because I I I am going to play this game when it comes yeah. out. I'm concerned about how quickly I'll bounce off of it because of things like that. And that's, yeah. that'll be on me. That's not, I can see that, yeah. you know, but so it's, it's beta is running through the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got it. It's only, it's only like a four gig download. So yeah, you, I, you I, can get it real quick. I, I, we um, could, we could take a break and I can go get that going probably. But uh, the other thing too, that I really seem to like about it was even in the couple of games where I was getting shit stomped, I didn't feel bad about it. Mm. So, like, just jumping in with a bunch of randoms. That's very important. Um, Like, I didn't feel bad about losing. Um, And I think part of that was, like, it kind of coaches you while you're on the character selection screen. And, and honestly, I was more upset with my teammates because it's, like, it's saying that we need a healer. Like, we need a healer. We're on offense. Like, uh-huh. and it coaches you. To what like a good team composition would that's, be. That's, so it'll okay. it'll that's pop really up in good. red and be like, oh, you have too many defensive players right now. Or oh, like you're missing a tank or you're missing a healer. So I you'll see like 
a couple people lock into their character and then you'll see like the other people start switching characters around and stuff. Have you found people that are just like dicks and like, no, I'm playing this. And oh that's yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. Like I, I had one game where I had three soldier 76s and I was like, what the, what fucking why? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. which I mean, you, you get a decent amount of damage doing that. You get a decent amount of damage and there's heals there too, because he has heals, but mm-hmm. you know, fucking whatever. Yeah. I'm done talking about overwatch. I like overwatch quite a bit and yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for that to come out later this month. So Dom, we've been playing again. We've been playing. I've it's been not playing, Overwatch. We've been playing several games that are not Overwatch. I mean, I haven't gotten around to a couple of those yet because for the last like four weeks, I've been completely consumed by Dark Souls Three. So I, uh, I have also been consumed by Dark Souls Three. Like that. That is basically, with the exception of the Overwatch betas. That has basically been all I've done. So out of curiosity for myself, because I'm very interested in myself, I'm a fascinating figure, I'll have you know, I went back and eh. <laughs> I went back and uh, I listened to just just to like, where the fuck were we in February with the show? So I ran, I went back and like listened to it for a minute. I had like, I was only maybe like 20 hours into oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. first Dark Souls. Yeah. So and I I would guess I had probably just about started, started Dark two. Souls two. Yeah. So between the period, like between our last episode and now, I, all I have done is Dark Souls. Like because you because you played through like most of Dark Souls two. I played through Dark Souls one, and then you did a bunch of Salt and Sanctuary playthroughs. Oh yeah, I forgot that I did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's we've we've been on like Souls this overload. Masochistic. Yeah. Fucking hateful although i think it's i think it's good because like largely my experience with dark souls 3 was i hit that point where i have i've figured out for the most part you know i i've got the soul's rhythm down so the frustration stuff that comes into play you know i i wasn't getting the combined sort of i don't know what the fuck i'm doing mixed with the game you know the game's own systems that are designed to like you know to to be difficult to overcome so like i was just facing the stuff you know at a different level and it was so much more enjoyable for for that for me uh just real quick salt and sanctuary is real good um but uh as far as dark souls 3 goes um night one uh out of the gate it worked like oh because i think one of the last things that i had talked about was street fighter not working so (laughs) how 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 was street fighter doing i i looked at it with the (laughs) with the april update anything it, is it street fighter is it a game is it is it a game yet uh, is okay how's dark souls 3 it's great <laughs> is it a game yet? so let me we we probably aren't going to spoil a whole lot but if you don't want anything as far as spoilers as far as spoilers go you might yeah not want to listen to let's say the next 15 to 20 minutes we're, we're three i'm gonna say we're about three quarters of the way through our second playthroughs yes. so we've been all the way through the game so yeah. i'm i i don't want to feel i don't want to feel like i can't say a boss's name or describe a boss yeah. encounter or whatever i, I, I think did, that so. that's probably going to be the extent of it yeah. like i'm not going to talk much about the story mm-hmm. um which i mean i've that's something else i've really done like i've kind of dived in headfirst mm-hmm. into some of the characters yeah. and like some of the story that's going on having an understanding online. having an understanding of the lore of that series yep. which it's always been a kind of a joke surrounding that series like nobody knows what's going on 
Well, right. some some people with some really smooth, buttery voices and English accents online, they seem to know, and they told me, and it's real neat. Yeah. And that's kind of helped <laughs> me to stay into this, the game yeah, series. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so I, I uh, so my build, I, you and I went through the, the game first playthrough very differently. Yeah. Not very differently, but sort it, of differently. It, it ended up being relatively similar, but different yeah, enough. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went through, and I was playing sort of a uh, melee sorcerer mm-hmm. build. And I took a knight. And you just went straight, like, straight melee. Like, yeah. Like, fucking melee-ass melee. I picked the Pyromancer class at first, but then, like, kind of maybe 20 or 30 levels in, started to get into the sorceries and yeah. was like, you know what? I'm going to do this uh, because Iron sure. Flesh doesn't do what it used to do sure. for my pyromancies. So, um, so overall, so the – boy, um, graphically, you know, looks fantastic, all that stuff. It like, looks better than Bloodborne. Uh, of, of, absolutely. And, I mean, absolutely. Bloodborne looked – incredible so do, do you, by a comparison of the other souls games mm-hmm. um obviously like bloodborne kind of got stomped on by a couple other things that came out last year mm-hmm. i i still think that bloodborne and then something that came out of sony relatively recently was you know bloodborne did better than they anticipated yeah for sure so and i'm i'm assuming that they were anticipating it to do well so the fact that it did even better it's surprising to hear you know from saying we are not we're we're doing new IP. Yeah. We're not doing a, we're not doing Demon Souls two. We're not doing Bloodborne two. We're not doing anything. I else. think those things will come because there is definitely a demand for those things. But yeah. it's going to be as far as Miyazaki is concerned. That's going. He he is on hiatus from those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so starting off, the first ball like I went in completely blind. I had yeah. avoided any form of video, any form of you know spoiler. I think you had said you might have watched the first boss encounter. Uh, I was watching. Um, I forget what I was watching. I was watching some like people analyze, like mm, analyzing. They they were showing like some of the like the the beta days or like when they yeah. were, when they were, oh when they were sure. doing the, like the tests and stuff. So yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the like the high wall and and yeah, Lothric. Lothric. So it was like that was the stuff that I was seeing. Yeah, and then some screenshots of okay. like sort of um, okay. Somebody picked up the Ashen Estes flask, and I'm like, well, "What sure. the fuck is this thing?" Like trying to figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it was. I I wasn't. I didn't see the the Ashen Judge okay, okay, fight okay. or anything like that. Okay. Super early. So I got to the new Fire Link Shrine relatively mm-hmm. quickly. Um, yeah, that that boss fucked me up for a bit, and I think I had like maybe six or seven attempts at him. I was a little worried that the game was going to be not cake. Mm-hmm. but a bit easier. And yeah. and I would be lying if I said I didn't feel like the game was a bit easier, but I don't think that that is because of the game. I don't think that yeah. the game itself is any easier. I think it's what you said at the t- like the start of this, you know, subject w- where like we've literally been eating and breathing souls for the past like 3 months. Yeah, so it's it's of, of course right. we're in that rhythm. The thing that my favorite thing about all the Dark Souls games, this is something we'll tie in in a bit, is the fact that they exist as universes and they exist as games and they are just one line. And if if the game can train you to be better and if you get better, then, you know, you can just just rise above this, you know, this this layer of the game and its difficulty and its level of challenge. And that's a fun thing to be able to do to look back and like it's it's one thing to say that you know your rpg you know numbers are going up yeah. it's another thing to say like i am better and yeah. that is 
that above all things is the most satisfying layer to souls for me and i think like being in new game plus already um that's that's one of the things where it's like it's kind of to the point where i'm like this has been real easy mm-hmm. and and they obviously with new game plus like there 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 are some catches like mm-hmm. compared to the way they have done new game plus in the past yeah there's there's no um no new enemy placement yeah, right. there, there's there's basically next to nothing new about new game right, plus with the exception of some items yeah yeah some, um, some items are a, it's like plus one rings and, right, and a couple right. things like but that but for the most part like it has been that like beating my head against the wall for the past like three months that I'm and you as well are just kind of blazing through. Um, I have some experiences from this game though, that I would, I would like to share um, that I think are interesting uh, because I have went every souls game and bloodborne never summoning anybody. Yeah. Never summoning an NPC, never never summoning a companion, never, never a single sun bro. Um, I think I summoned once or twice in my run for Dark Souls, but there were the NPCs. Like I think I summoned and Seif, yes. Seif in the Manus fight, and I think I summoned uh, Solaire at some point. I started doing that later in Dark Souls Two, because I was like, oh well, like it's to my understanding that I can't see some of like the side quests if I don't do right. this. Um, so that that's been cool. Like, um, and especially. Now with the password protected uh, I believe, summons, I believe that was a Dark Souls two edition. No, it was in Bloodborne. No? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, now you can do that. So you and I and me and a couple other friends have been like yeah. hammering out bosses that we're having problems with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which the the first time I felt like, well, maybe this cheapens it a little bit. Maybe like, but. I also don't think it does, and we'll we'll talk about that a bit more uh, later. Um, one of the other things that I found really cool that I just found tedious in in other Souls games was being invaded, um, because I would come into the Souls games way late, and yeah. I would get invaded by people who were better than me and knew knew the terrain and and such, and the 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 damage level. Right. Like leveling of Dark Souls 1 and 2. They they did a lot of things for Dark Souls 2 to try and fix that because Dark yeah. Souls 1, you could just go in and you were a fucking monster. Uh, right. And that was a problem. And then they tried some things that Dark Souls 2 didn't necessarily work out that well. Right. And yeah, so this one has a It new seems like for there's that. a good balance of, you know, yeah. like if somebody is coming into your game and you're level 10, they're getting, and level 10's an example. Like I don't even think you can get invaded that early. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting capped down to you. Yeah. So every basically it's like there's the, the damage the damage level where it's like the way it works is it caps down to your high your like highest. the weapon right. that you're using. So um if if you're not using a leveled up weapon and somebody comes in with like a level ten weapon, it's going to scale to the base of that weapon. Right. Um if if you're at level ten, you're getting somebody that's scaled to your right. weapon level yeah um, so there's still like somebody could have very late game items right and invade you very early but it's like so there, there's definitely a, a level of somebody who's better than you is probably going to beat you for right. multiple reasons but it's not so unbelievably unfair right like, like it used to uh like again to and be. we'll we'll probably touch on that a bit later um one of my favorite things that i've done just happened the other night and we were on chat together. 
and we were getting ready to go run through uh, the Smoldering Lake with mm-hmm. you and shut down this big, awful fucking turret Which I didn't do. My, thing. I never did that my first playthrough. Didn't know that was... Yeah. I missed that whole area. Yeah, totally a thing you can do. I, I missed that part of the Smoldering Lake. Rather. So I ran to grab an item real quick and got invaded. And as soon as he invaded, kick is back. In Dark Souls 3. You couldn't kick in, in 2? You can't kick in 2. So uh, um, as soon as he spawned in, I and it was an NPC invader, I was able to kick him off a cliff. Yeah. And I cackled like a fucking, like... Yeah, it was good. Witch. Yeah, it was good. Like, and you're you were you were doing the whole "What are you laughing about?" blah blah blah. And I had to through laughter try to explain, but I was just so fucking thrilled with myself. And that wasn't the first time in this mm-hmm. game that I've just felt so fucking good about something. Yeah, like uh, I, I tried to kick an invader off of uh, the archways in the near Rosaria's bonfire. Uh-huh. Uh I missed, and then he hit me, and then I, I yeah, I, I, I didn't make it. Okay. Uh, most of the boss fights I felt were a little toned down. Oh um, boy! Um, in com- most of in so, comparison so to I have a, past I have a, games, I have a slightly different experience with that because I found that I probably went based on some quest line stuff. I think I went the you know quote unquote wrong way. Yeah. When I played through, right. So so my path through the game was um, you branched off. The, uh, in a different direction the than me. The first branching point that's possible, right. I went one way where I think sometimes other people would go another way. But I basically went through and faced the um, – I went through the swamp immediately, got through the swamp, uh, beat the swamp boss, went through the catacombs, got through that all the way to the end. You did the Abyss Watchers first, right? Right. And then and uh, I did Deacons of the Deep prior to right. that. So like okay. the Abyss Watchers, I believe, were th- – that, that was my third fight. Like that was my third boss fight. Yeah. No, it was, it was my fourth boss fight because I fought the. That would have been your fourth. Yeah. The, the judge, board, the tree, and yeah. then them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the first boss that I that locked me up for about like six hours. Like sure. it was a it was an extremely hard fight. Like, but it was a very satisfying fight once it's I. It's a real once good I got fight. Because um, I like the one on one kind of. Well, the first stage is one on one, but right. the the main stage is 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 one on one, and it was real good. But yeah, I I went through and. Um, got too far in one direction and had to kind of loop back because I had no yeah. fucking idea what I was doing. Um, so the the interconnectivity Which, of the world... before you go on, though, where you got when you had to loop back is one of the most gorgeous things yeah. I've ever seen in any video game. Yeah, I've... In um, any game. I have. I probably have about a dozen screenshots of just that. Yeah, I, I took a few. It was uh, it was really good. Like, the, like, coming out of the catacombs... Yeah, for and like, sure. And, n- like, not only, like, seeing open area but the vista that was presented oh, to yeah, you because of the yeah. amount of time you spent like yeah. the catacombs isn't a bad zone but man no, it's like catacombs. your first time fucking through there is a little rough yeah like, it's, it's not fun like it's tomb of giants was never fun the catacombs was never fun like nobody yeah. likes us like i mean i didn't i mean i liked Bl- blight town less but um so no man's wharf uh yeah i isn't that the one with the pirate ship yeah doesn't that look cool though it yeah, but you're yeah. you're down there for a real long time because things like to yeah. get all killy with you. So so uh, so a thing that I'd like to talk about with Dark Souls uh, three because sort of related to the first one of the first things that I found 
like obviously there's Firelink Shrine and, and mm-hmm. then oh there's Andre you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of things about it where you're like oh huh this is reminiscent of Dark Souls uh, the first one and then uh, getting to uh, through that Farren Keep area there's that there's the boss up on top like and it's the oh it's, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the asylum demon right right so that was probably the first moment where I really started to notice a lot of callbacks yeah. to to Dark Souls um I I'm not as familiar with two so there I there know were there a couple there were some there's there some were, armor there's a, there's a mask there's, there's an invader yeah okay that's right the invader the one you kicked um so which felt real good yeah I like f- after the end of the game. And, like, sort of some of the lore stuff that I've maybe gleaned for myself and then some extra stuff that I've learned. I like, but I don't love uh, the tie-in stuff. I like the, the – what I really love, what they did with the tie-in stuff was maybe one or two moments where I just, like – I put the – like, oh gosh. Um, I'll just say it because we already gave the sure. warning. When I saw the title card pop up and it said Honor Londo, oh yeah, like I fucking put my controller. Yeah. I put my controller. Down, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, really. Like I was so like that was awesome. Like that was amazing because I come up the staircase. It's the fucking staircase, and oh, like yep. this is where the giant knights were, and then you run over to where the the giant blacksmith was, and he's dead. And you're like, "Oh!" When you get the yep. coal, and it's like, "Fuck!" Um, that was great. I love that. It it tied in, into some of the stuff of the like the universe is about the cycles and all that stuff. So I mean, it it makes sense to a certain extent. But the the callback stuff, I thought for the most part, they they did do it well. Uh, yeah. So you know the Aldrich fight had a lot of layers of callback to it. It was in yeah. the Smog and Ornstein room, and he was sort of taking the form of a boss from Dark Souls One, but right. it wasn't. And the, so, anyways. Yeah. Um, the the layer and so like basically all the story in the universe stuff that was the callback kind of thing um i really enjoyed that what i didn't enjoy so much was a lot of the weapons and a lot of the armor and a lot of the shields they were all from dark souls like a lot of that stuff was just sort of and i know that you're not necessarily like there's only a couple different ways to make a straight sword right yeah but a lot of it was like, oh, yeah, that's that thing. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, that bow. And, oh, that's that armor. It was kind of that way in Dark Souls 2, though, as well. Yeah. So like, I, they we're, were just they were the same thing, just named different things. Yeah, so I, I wanted to see a little bit more completely unique stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you put the Yuji Katana in there for, like, the dex classes, like, early yeah. weapon. Like, that makes sense. But and, and but then they did add some newer Katanas. But, right. again, maybe they were from 2. I don't know. Um, but overall, like, if, if I had if I had a major complaint about it, uh, I feel like some of the some of the callback stuff was a little was like a little bit much, but like really honestly, like originally I was thinking about it. And I I'm think like, it got to be a little bit much with the callback when it called back to the game that you're playing, which mind you, that blew my mind. That was cool. Like I was yeah, so, like, totally cool with that. But I think I think I had texted you and said that dark souls had crawled up its own ass so far that it became like the new dark souls dark souls is the dark souls of dark souls right the dark souls of dark souls uh so so it's ultimately you know like if you're making a dark souls game well apparently you have to have a poison area and apparently you have to have you know a shitty Arnolando uh archer area and like so they they put all that stuff in there so it's it's going to feel similar but you know some the i feel like the straight up uh unapologetic callback stuff i thought was mostly done well yeah. in that way um we just did the the whole uh the smoldering lake area is a secret area so 
like it being a callback to Izaleth, I I don't necessarily have an issue with that. Um, overall, um, probably my favorite game so far this year. Yeah, for sure. Like um, hands down, without think, without question. Like I, and like there have been a couple really solid games this year, but it, like oh, everything about this. Two ha- things. Uh, sorry. Uh, favorite area. What's your favorite area in Dark Souls Three? Can I say it? Yeah, say it. The untended graves. Oh, the untended graves. Yeah. Okay. Why do you like that area? Is it just the that that like? Oh fuck! This is oh. yeah. That's cool. It like it, it was really that like uh that okay that is my favorite like novelty area mm-hmm. probably I think Lothric Castle is probably my favorite or or Ithril one okay. of the two and, and that's because I I really like that like medieval mm-hmm. like aesthetic mm-hmm. to it so I would say probably like I mean I think Loth the actual Lothric Castle would probably be my favorite because, yeah that's what i'm saying is proper like uh, it, it it gave me the most like some people really hated honor londo from the first game mm-hmm. um i that was my absolute favorite yeah. area like for whatever like my build like i i felt like the challenge was appropriate like there wasn't a sense fortress like where it's yeah you're supposed to hate this like there wasn't that in this game um but i, like, I think there was i i just think again like i, I honestly i think that the swamp was probably it was bad the, but the whole area surrounding that like leading to it like with the the dudes with the pikes like yeah, yeah. i think that that is the the part of the game that you're supposed to hate yeah but i i i there wasn't a single zone in this game yeah. that i didn't like. the 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 swamp is my least favorite area yeah. like easily and it's it's not necessarily because of the poison it's because you're, you know, waist deep and your mobility slowed down and all the enemies are fast. Which, yes, and I, I totally understand that you can you can blaze through that by equipping the dagger with the fast step and everything like that. I get that. But that does nothing for me when I have to do combat. Right. And right. you have to do combat through like, there. It, just because. Especially with basilisks there right, and, right. and the uh, gruels or a, gruels. A build working really well is great, but, you know, yeah. most people don't have that one specific build for that one specific right. place. exactly. Um, See, so I would say Lothar Castle. I mean, a Seeing Anulando again was so awesome. Yeah. Like I, I that was my favorite. That was my favorite moment of shock when I saw an area. Yeah. Um. So that and then, uh, what was your favorite boss fight? I can tell you what my least favorite boss fight was. Oh, I like that boss fight because he can fucking choke on all the goddamn Griffin dicks on the face of the planet. Who? The nameless king. What's, I was gonna say, what's his name? He can fucking die in a goddamn. Fire of dicks. So why why did you not like the Nameless King? <sighs> okay, so it's two phases. One, it's him mounted. Basically, everything is yeah. It, almost everything was two phases in this game. Uh, one, it's him mounted, and then he mounts you. Great, that's why. Yeah, ba- basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the camera becomes very chaotic while he's mounted. That first phase, that um, camera's garbage because yeah. you're you're trying to take down the mount. You can't directly deal damage to him. Um. And the mount is flying around the the arena. The arena is like kind of foggy a little bit. I like that arena. Uh, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. The arena, that is the the most, arena itself is fine. Like they went full anime. Like they went um, full anime with that fight, and I was kind of into it. But it so not only is the mount the mount attacking, but he's also attacking. Yeah. And when you're targeted on the mount, it makes it very difficult. Even when you're not targeted on the mount 
to see him preparing right. to attack. Because it's you, you need to. So his mount is like a big bird. Yes, and it, it's like a griffin. Yes, yeah, so, like, and you have to hit the head. Yeah. So, because like hitting the legs and stuff, you you can chip damage at its yeah, legs, but, but you, you want to hit the head. Um, kill that bird. And then the second phase is actually fighting him. And I understand that he is parryable and everything like that. And I've seen people just fucking tear his ass up. Yeah. But uh, basically, he hits real hard. And when he hits real hard, he keeps hitting. And he would get me stun locked just over yeah. and over and over again. I probably, it took me two days to beat that boss. Um, and when I say two days, literally that's all I was doing. Yeah, that's was fighting him that's that's where i was with if, if i wouldn't have gone to bed i i would have if if i would have gone to bed like i should have been the abyss watchers would have been a two-day okay. boss fight yeah. for me um oh he was a two-day boss fight actually now that yeah. i think about it i i attempted him for quite a while and then i i beat him when i woke up on that saturday i, yeah. I just picked the controller up and i was like dead and i got him yep. and it was it that was the uh the moment when you just sort of lockstep with a with a boss right and like i i i got hit in that fight but uh, I never got that way with the Nameless King. I yeah. had to. I had to summon. I think I summoned two mm-hmm. people in mm-hmm. for that fight. I went and did. Uh, I did quite so. Um, he he's probably my second favorite fight. Honestly, my um, favorite fight were was was the two princes. Just because I thought it was a good fight. Okay. I thought it was real well okay. done. So I, I or the Abyss Watchers. I I beat them pretty easily. I so did I too, but I thought. I thought like everything happening in it, the dialogue that was happening in it and everything, I thought it was all real well done. So, uh, uh, but the Abyss Watchers would be uh, definitely a close second. I like that fight quite a bit. Uh, my favorite fight's the last fight, is the final boss. I I like I liked I thought it was balanced really well. I liked how it it, it closed out the series. Yeah. Um, its second phase just turned into Gwyn. I just thought he was a bit of a pushover. Um, like, I mean, for me, it was it was more like. I I wouldn't say he was super easy, but it was. But part of me is going. I think I was doing well because you know by that point it's like we've been playing for so yeah. long. But also I'm I'm built to be quick and, and melee. Right. And he was mostly like, you know, he had some magic and some range. Like he was a very balanced boss. I think that was kind of the point was to sort of summarize yeah. the Souls boss experience in one boss. But then you know once the second phase hits and then the piano cue from the the Gwyn fight. And then he's got the fire sword, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I get what yeah. this is. Um, I, I just had a lot of fun. I had I had a lot of fun with my last fight. Uh, it, the level of challenge, I, I I enjoyed that level, and then it it was it had just enough bite to it that I still got that like, oh, good, I beat him yeah. feeling. So yeah, um, yeah, that's. That's, yeah. that's Dark Souls 3. Uh, pretty much, uh, which is going to directly segue us into the topic of the week. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of talks over since the launch of Dark Souls three mm-hmm. that these games should have an easy mode in them. Um, and I don't want to sit here and fight. I don't want to sit here and argue about it. I want to sit here and I do. I kind of want to dissect <laughs> why that yeah. that that is a thing that people feel like it is needed. Um. And I want to kind of try to maybe because I know neither of us feel that way. Yeah. I would like to kind of try to figure out why and maybe understand a little bit more because it, a couple years ago, three years ago, I believe, Z- the Zelda game 
uh, came out on the 3DS, right? Oh, uh, what's A Link Between Worlds. A Link Between Worlds, yeah. And everyone was complaining that that game was too easy. And that game is more accessible Mm -hmm. than Dark Souls in general. That franchise is more accessible than Dark Souls in general. And I don't understand what comes from having an easy mode in a game like Dark Souls because you're not getting the story quicker because the story is so convoluted anyway. Uh, People have stated... so. I the stuff that I've seen and heard about the the easy mode I've I've heard story referenced specifically like what if we just want to experience the story and we want to see what this game yeah, has to exactly. offer but the story doesn't present itself to you not in not in a um, Zelda like way so you you still have to dig for it so uh some people are saying I want to do that but I also but I don't want to have to deal with the fight of the right. game right um which is the game though my, well my my take on it is I think that the difficulty and the way that you play the game and the story of the game are one and the same. I agree. I think it's important to understand the struggle. Like so much of the undead curse, the struggle of the undead right. curse and the concept of hollowing when you die over and over right. and over again is mirrored in the way that you play the game and you die over and over and over again. Right. Like So many things are, are tied together and they're woven so perfectly. Like the story and the gameplay is woven so perfectly together in ways that – um, it's really difficult for games to do it. And when they do it, it's like, I, I want to champion them. The games like, yeah. uh, like Silent Hill two, like where every, everything that happens, like the way you play the game and the way the story plays out, they matter to each other. Right. Uh, so to remove one of those layers is, is really you're, you're messing with this thing. And it's like painting a fucking like leaf over like a nude figure. Like right. what, what are you doing? Like, let it be its thing. I think that, like I, I understand wanting things to be accessible. I understand mm-hmm. wanting to be part of things, but a lot like at, at this point at Dark Souls three, if you haven't played any of the other ones, if you haven't played Bloodborne, like you probably weren't going to play Dark Souls three. I can understand the zeitgeist and the want to be a part of right. the of the ending of it, right? Like yeah. I've been I've been a part of that even like in other forms of media, like in TV yeah. shows and stuff, a big show is ending and I'm like, I'm like I I'm gonna jump on at the end and like, you know, right. maybe fuck me for that, maybe whatever. Lost. But but I never asked Lost to change. Right. I never came in late and said, I need you to change for me because whatever. Um so for Dark and so for Dark Souls, the people that are coming in late to Dark Souls, fantastic. I love it. They're more accessible at the early game now than they ever were. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which is, I think, and I guess that's a good concession to make. From a player standpoint of somebody who has played the other games, I do kind of look at this and, and think this is a much more accessible thing than the, like, you're, you're getting, like, you're getting what you're asking for. You're getting a much more accessible thing. You don't have to go to a summon sign now and worry that the person's just going to fucking stand there and dance with their shield because you can literally summon in a friend mm-hmm. and, and you couldn't do that before. Yeah. And and so when I started seeing all of this stuff, I'm like, well, there is an easy mode now. Like it's just surviving that first like fight. Yeah. It, it is literally, literally surviving the Ashen Judge. And getting to Firelink, and then you have an easy mode. He's not a pushover. I mean, he's he's a tough boss. Like right. if, if you put him down, and that's the funny thing is like if you put that guy down, 
you you can basically kill every other boss. Oh, for like, sure. He's he's a great litmus test for yes. if you can get over this. Right. So like I, there there's a lot of jokes like long 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 standing in the Souls games where it's like three quarters of the way through you'll see signs that'll say the real Dark Souls starts here. Like yeah. oh you thought it was Dark Souls? Uh uh-uh, uh it ain't Dark Souls till you hit Sans Fortress. Well actually it ain't Dark Souls till you hit on like fuck off like it's a game it's the game until right. it's the game. Uh so easy mode stuff to like so you you say summon right yeah um i i so i guess what what does an easy mode mean to you for for dark souls that was exactly what i was going to ask you okay for for me um an easy mode for dark souls is the legend of zelda series uh like that's Come on, and I kind of say that snidely, but I'm sort of not. I'm, I'm. You're right. I, like there it, are, there are an obscene. Like a lot of people have compared Dark Souls to Castlevania, and I understand that. Like, I see that. I, 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 I super understand that, especially. Um, Lords of Shadows. Well, no, not Lords of Shadow. Um, Symphony of the Night. Like you know, getting items and yeah. upgrading and like those systems. Like yeah. there's, there's some there. When I look at Zelda, you know, I look at you know 3D combat lock on aiming and dungeons um, dungeons and yeah. and big bosses with giant health bars and just yeah. other things like i i look at those games and i'm just sort of like that's that's more of what you're talking about like i can i can almost guarantee you because you still get the spectacle the experience you know like the zelda series is a series that's very much tied into the concept of cycles and being right. chosen and all that stuff like they're like you just don't pick your weapon you get you get the the weapon right um, but uh an, an easy mode for Dark Souls to me, the only the only way that I would th- the only thing that I could think that could still preserve the the combat because I think that the difficulty in the combat and the bosses mm-hmm. I think that is as important to that game as having a health bar visible or like any other fundamental feature of the game like i don't think that those are features that can be altered what i think you could do to make those games a little bit easier is to make the systems and the information and the items and what things are doing you could make those a little bit easier to understand okay you could make it more obvious how you upgrade a weapon why you would want to upgrade this weapon sure um some kind of guide some way to communicate what the different builds will do for you like the concept of stat scaling with weapons but that stuff exists on the internet yeah right right and that it's like you know we can say here that a game everything that exists in a game has to be you know on the disc or like in the file right but realistically speaking that's not the world we live in anymore right like people you know bemoan the death of the strategy guide Hey, the strategy guide's called Google.com. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the st- And I guess like when when so for me, the easy mode, like I could understand decreasing boss health slightly. I could understand decreasing enemy damage slightly. But by the end of the game, if they do that, you're so overpowered yeah. that you're like you're going to miss like the things that make like you would just blow through the game and you're going to miss the things that mm-hmm. make that game what it is right so some that make the soul series fun somebody uh i saw somebody upset that they missed the uh the smoldering lake like on on the internet yeah somebody was what was like i i missed the smoldering lake that sucks i they that should just be an area like well it's a secret it's a reward 
It's not. I wouldn't even consider the smoldering lake to be a secret area, though. Uh, I it, would consider the untended graves to be a secret area. I would consider yeah, yeah. Um, uh, dragon the dragon. Yeah. Um, well, the smoldering lake. There's nothing vital down there. There's like so. It's an area that a boss fight. Huh. There's a boss fight. It, but it's it's an optional boss fight. Like, yeah. You right. don't you don't have to fight that boss. You don't right. have to fight. You don't have to fight the tree. You you need to if you want the transposing kiln. Yeah. Like so that. Boom. That right there. So the transposing kiln is a new concept and a new thing that was put into this game that made it easier and more simple to craft the boss weapons that you always used to be able to craft in the original Dark Souls games. Um, I never did any of that stuff because the systems were so weird and like hard to understand. Like I would have never thought that that was a possibility. But this game just puts it right up in front of your face. Like this is a thing you can do. So Dark Souls 2 kind of made it easier as well mm-hmm. because you found two vendors that you would trade the boss souls to. Okay. Um, they strayed away from, you know, the cutting off of the tails and everything like yeah, that. that that's like, gone. That kind um, of bummed me out. That was like, it's stuff like that. I think the secrets add a, a richness to a game. Yeah. You know, like it's, but I guess what, to, to go back to the point, like, they have made the game easier. They have made the game more accessible. Whoops. <laughs> um, that was, hey, man, sometimes computers make noises. You know, like, they, they have done all of the things that people are asking of short of making it just, hey, there's less enemies here. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, the enemies hit for less damage. Hey, like, we took out the the fire mages in Ithril because, right. you know... We thought they might be too hard for new players. And I'm I'm not saying any of that being cynical. Like, that's an enemy I died to, and I had to figure out how to get around, like, how to fight that enemy. Yeah. Uh, And that's just a standard enemy. That's not even a boss, you know? Like, I... I can understand the want, and hell, I could understand them putting an easy mode in. But what happens when you're invaded? Yeah. And you're fighting against somebody who, because, you know. The An easy way- mode, they just might turn that off because it's hard. And then you're losing the game. I, it's, I, I, hmm. I don't think that if, if you're going to make an easy mode with Dark Souls, like those systems, I think like bosses having the right amount of health, uh, there being the right enemies in the right yeah. placement. Um, enemies like that are hiding around a corner that kick you off a ledge and you die instantly. And like, oh, that's unfair. Well, now you know it's there. Right now, you've learned. So when so, you go when you go around, there, right. there was the, one the, point. the game. The game makes you smarter. That is a part of the game, and implicit in being able to be better, to be honed, you have to be challenged. Right. There, I think that's a key facet of the game. There was one point in uh, the Ithril dungeons mm-hmm. when you're walking, you you literally just come into the zone basically, and I told you I got speared by, and not like, not like like pole arm speared like an enemy rushed me and basically like speared me off an edge to a lower level yeah like like roman reign style uh who goldberg who okay uh <laughs> I know. okay um down to the next level and that's not where i wanted to be because i had just come into that area hmm. so i had to figure out either well i mean i died is mm-hmm. what what ended up happening because that zone is a little brutal. Uh, it can be, yeah, yeah. But uh, 
I had to figure out how to get back up from there. My figuring that out was me dying. And when I came back through, I knew that either a, I need to dash past this door or I need to fight this guy as soon as he decides that he's going to throw his shoulder into my chest. Right. I mean, if you, if there was no Superman punch prior, if, if you go into Mario and like, I don't like jumping on stuff. Like, I just want to run through it. Like, well, you're not playing Mario, you know, it's there. There's, like when I say those things are, are are key, like your your experience, right? That, that's a Dark Souls experience. So the transposing kiln, you know, as an example, you know, um, putting the blacksmith right at the start, right? That was great because yeah. you had to fucking hunt for them, and like there were there were totally blacksmiths that you maybe could have missed in the first Dark Souls. Uh, I and the, there's only one in this one. Yeah, and there's there's um were there extra uh, there's, two. there's two in Dark Souls two, but there's the one right in the hub. You right. know, so they've been doing things over the years. But you had to get the key in Dark Souls Two. That's right. Okay, to yeah. allow him back right. into the right. room. So there's there's things that I think could make the game easier and more accessible uh, for new players. Yeah, that wouldn't touch th- the way yes. that it plays. And I think that that's basically just surfacing the stuff that. Hey, you and I already know, right? You know what I mean. Like, so there's so much of the stuff. Like, I knew about stat scaling. I knew how it worked. I knew that I wanted to play a build a certain way. But new players don't know that. So what that basically is is if they could find a way to make that information more accessible to an early player, to even Some that of it kind is, of playing though, field. If you read the messages, that's true. That's true. And that's that's another thing that I don't like. There, okay, there's a message that just outright basically said. Do this thing here, right. and you get into the secret area. Right. Like, and that was a message by the developers. Like, it, was it? wasn't, yeah. Like, just the gesture some required? Of the, yes, that one is there from the developers. Some of the illusionary wall messages mm-hmm. are there from the developers. And I found this out in Dark Souls 2. Some of them are placed by the devs, and they're always going to be there, like if you're playing offline. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it's it's like the ones coming up through um, the cemetery at the start of the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it's like the tutorial. Messages, oh, yeah, the yeah. tutorial messages. I think that maybe a couple more of those could benefit like, hey, vendor here or hey, blacksmith, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Like, but I don't think that outright explicitly saying, hey, this is what reinforcing yeah. the weapon or hey, this is what infusing the yeah. weapon does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because be, I think those two things are implied in the wording of what those things are. I mean, like, okay, some some of the like, I I, I absolutely think there's a fine line because, st- like, a lot of what Dark Souls is is the reward for paying attention yes. and the reward for experimenting. Yeah. So I could say, I I mean, I could say something like, you know, somebody somebody summons into your world like early in the game and it's like a kind of a scripted thing and they show you like oh wait hit this wall it looks like it might be invisible like oh that's a wall placed by this and whatever like you could do stuff like that but i i i kind of like as long as it was just for this zone yeah and then it leaves you to discover it for yourself yeah. like sure telling me that there is the concept of cutting a tail to get a a weapon I don't really necessarily think that ruins it. It's like it was a totally cool surprise, like when it happens the first time. Like for me, it it happened the first time accidentally um, with the gargoyle. 
like I knew that was a thing from like RPGs and stuff, like cutting a dragon's tail off or whatever. But like I cut the gargoyle tail off in the first Dark Souls, and it was like, oh, oh, what, what? And they went online. I'm like, yeah. is that a thing? And it's like, oh yeah, everything has a tail. Cut it off. I'm like, holy fuck! Like that's a cool thing, and it was fun to discover that. Yeah. Um, but if you're a person that chooses to not engage with, it, and and so when we're talking in easy mode, like what I'm talking about right here, I don't want this to be put into the main game. Like I'm saying, like if if you absolutely have to. If you absolutely have to like do this, like we're talking about easy mode, I want this to be something that you select. Oh yeah, for sure. Like otherwise, I don't know. I'm, well, mm, no, you know what? No, I take that back. Because the whole thing that I like about Dark Souls is that it it just is. Yeah. Like Dark Souls is. Dark Souls is not a layered thing. Dark Souls just is. So again, the balancing of it would have to be so precise. Like, don't tell me too much. Just level the playing field of telling me basically what I can do. But like, like I don't need training wheels. Right. I don't need training wheels the whole game. Right. You know, it's it's a it's a complicated thing. My basic answer is I don't want there to be right an easy mode. And I think do that I, I I think that and I'm I, I'm sorry. No, uh, it's it's fine. Uh, I think that there has to be some happy median between what Dark Souls is mm-hmm. and what A Link Between Worlds was, because. It's, it seems like to me that it's the same people that are like, this was too easy. This is too hard. I want this to be more like that. And yeah, I disagree with that. I think the, I think the creator has the right to make whatever they well, want to y- make. Yes. I, I'm, and I am saying that not everything should have that happy meeting. Mm-hmm. Like not everything should be as I don't think that everything should be as accessible as Call of Duty mm-hmm. because and, – and Call of Duty is very accessible for a shooter. There are plenty of other shooters that are way more in-depth and way mm-hmm. more difficult, you know, TF2 and Overwatch, mm-hmm. for example, that, that, that require a lot more planning than what you do in something like Call of Duty. But with – not not everything can be played by everybody. Not everything can be watched by everybody. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as in, in movies. Like, not every movie is fucking Finding Nemo or Finding Dory, where well, it's the most accessible thing to mm-hmm. the, the most and largest amount of audience. I mean, at every layer to all forms of media, you could say that this needs to change so that I can be involved. Because, exactly. Because, like, it could be a language barrier. It could be, right. like, whatever. Like, I mean, there there are those things in all all forms of media and at a certain point, you just ha- like something just has to be what it is, exactly. and you can. And sometimes you just can't interface with it. If Dark Souls is too hard for you, you know, like first of all, it's not about being hard; it's about being different. I think the most difficult part of Dark Souls is learning what Dark Souls is. So, like, yes, that's why my immediate thought when I when I go to what's an easy mode for Dark Souls, like what's a what's a, an e- what what's the concept of making it easier? It's not. It's giving, not putting in an easy mode. It's not putting in an easy mode. It's, hey, new players, this is what this game is as early as possible right. and make more clear. Like, I I don't think it was ruining anything to put Andre at the very beginning. No, I don't think either. it was ruining anything to make the transposing kiln such a much easier thing no, to understand. Not even slightly. So stuff like that, that's that actually I think is fine. I think it gives, it makes the games, it gives from more money because right. they're selling more games yep. and they're able to make more of these. I think that kind of stuff is great. But the, my true answer to the question of easy mode is no. Yeah. Like, but can it be made more accessible? Sure. Maybe a little bit, maybe some of these things. Yeah. 
And uh, with that, do you want to do you want to keep your eyes closed? You, are you, did you pass out? Are you dead? Are you done? Are you? I can't remember some of our stuff. <laughs> I can remember it. Uh, so if uh, if you like that episode, we're going to be back. Uh, we'll be back next week or the week after. We'll keep you updated on Twitter. Uh, and uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter to get those updates, you would go to the underscore blanket fort. And yes. uh, there will be updating That's you. Yeah. Uh, there will be updating you on uh, on our you know our progress and where we are. And we might be doing every other week. We might be doing every week. We'll we'll kind of we're on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Yeah, but uh, we're also going to be looking at a new place for podcasts. Oh, are we real soon? Yeah, we'll talk about that oh, later. News to amongst me. us. News to me. <laughs> and on SoundCloud, you can look for us on Blanket Fort Radio. Okay. God, that was a mess. Dom, mm-hmm. the show was good. I, I feel like the show wasn't a mess. That last part was a mess. Dom. Remembering things that aren't video game details is really hard. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we'll be back next week. My, oh, shit. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, and uh, we'll. Contact ball out? Oh, I see. Okay, let's get going. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> Later. Thanks for listening.